Welcome to Texas Ag Today, a daily look at the latest news in Texas agriculture. Texas Ag Today is produced by the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network with the largest farm news team in the Lone Star State. Now here's the host of Texas Ag Today, Carrie Martin. Hello, Texas. I hope you had a great Memorial Day weekend, but we're ready to kick off another week right here in Texas agriculture. Thanks so much for joining us for Texas Ag Today. I'm your host, Kerry Martin, along with the largest and most experienced farm news team in the Lone Star State. And we're all standing by to bring you the latest news in Texas agriculture. From the Piney Woods of East Texas to the Rocky Ranges of the Transpecos, and from the Panhandle down to the Rio Grande Valley. Just like farmers all across the country, producers who grow wheat and corn in the Texas Panhandle have seen prices take a tumble lately, but there are still profits to be made if they can make a crop. I'm James Hunt and I'll have that story on Texas Ag Today. There will soon be more opportunities to improve wildlife habitat in Texas. I'm Jessica Domel and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. We'll have those stories plus news from Washington, Texas wildlife news, and a complete look at the markets all coming up. We produce a lot of meat here in Texas, but we did see a slight decline last month. Jessica Domel takes a look at the statistics. Commercial cattle and hog harvest were higher in April, but red meat production fell in Texas last month. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, 408 million pounds of red meat were produced in Texas in April. That's down nearly 30 million pounds from March, but it's nearly 45 million pounds higher from last year. That's largely due to COVID-related shutdowns at major packers last year. 509,300 head of cattle were harvested in Texas in April. That's up 55,400 head from April of last year. The average live weight was 1,307 pounds, up 3 pounds from last year. Nearly 24,000 head of hogs were harvested in Texas last month, up 1,400 from the same time last year. The average live weight was down 3 pounds to 222 pounds. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. Governors from five states have written to the United States Department of Justice asking them to continue their investigation into anti-competitive practices in the meatpacking industry. The DOJ had originally sent an investigative demand to the nation's four largest meatpackers back in May of 2020. The governors are highlighting the threat to consumers as prices of meat at the grocery store continue to rise, while beef producers are struggling to make ends meet. The letter was written by governors from Iowa, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, and Oklahoma. Corn and wheat prices have taken a drop lately, but farmers can still make a profit if they can make a crop. James Hunt has more from the Panhandle. Not that long ago, everyone was talking about how high grain prices were rising. We ultimately saw peaks for July Kansas City wheat at a little more than $7.30 a bushel, and December corn climbed as high as $6.40 a bushel. 
But over the past couple of weeks or so, the trend has reversed itself rather dramatically. Seeing prices fall might not be a happy thing, but Texas A&M ag economist Mark Welch urges farmers to keep things in perspective. Even if we look at 520 corn and $6 wheat, those are really good prices, even with a pullback from the high that we have seen. And so, yeah, you question, well, are the highs in? Are we going to come back? It's still looking at the possibilities and the prospects that these prices are providing, even in the significant pullback that we've had. These are still some of the best prices we've seen in seven or eight years. And while Dr. Welch says there can always be variables, such as with input costs, current grain prices should still make profits achievable for anyone able to produce at least an average crop. And in the end, Welch says, however erratic the markets might be, farmers need to focus on getting a price that works for them. You know, the very best marketing plan starts with production. Being as efficient and as productive as we can be, that's how you're going to get that break-even level down. It's the price you need to cover your cost. And then look at the marketing opportunities that might be provided over a growing season. And certainly early in this season or now kind of late in the wheat market, we're seeing some fantastic opportunities that, again, provide us prices that we have not seen in years. However, for those who want some strategic marketing cues, Dr. Welch says there are some things to watch for in the weeks ahead. That's tomorrow's topic. I'm James Hunt on the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. My guest today is Chris Kennedy. He is manager of HighBid.com. Chris, tell us, what is HighBid.com and what does it have to offer Texas farmers and ranchers? HighBid is an online auction platform that actually concentrates on working with actual auctioneers. So it's not just a platform where you can go and do a place a bid or anything like that. You're actually working with real auctioneers, working with real catalogs, and also the bidding is a little bit different. It's a little bit more entertaining and make sure you get the right items. Unlike an auction such as eBay, where you have like a clock that is a countdown where you can snipe a bid, the way auctions work is progressive bidding. And we have that in the online format. So if you're bidding on an item and if someone tries to grab it at the last second, the time extends. That makes sure you get the items you want uh, and at the price that you're willing to pay. Well, Chris, I was looking the site over recently, and there is a lot on there to offer for Texas farmers and ranchers. As you said, this isn't just an eBay-type site that offers a few trinkets you can bid on. No, not at all. The, one of the biggest things is we actually have multiple high bids. So we have our highbid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. That's our overall site. But for more regional, look at texas.highbid.com. Those are all auctioneers in Texas. And if you want to look for land, we've got a ton of land up there. We've got some commercial buildings that you might be interested in. We've got a lot of tillable land, some grazing pasture. It's all there on high bid. If you're looking for a Ford F-150, go ahead and on the top bar, put in 50 miles, Ford F-150, chances are you're going to find an auctioneer with one up for sale. And the other thing that's different about our site is once again, we're dealing with auctioneers. So you can actually click into the auction details and go to the auctioneer information and you can see who you're dealing with. You can reach out and talk to them. Auctioneers like to talk to people. They like working with people. So reach out there and establish a relationship. And if you have any items to sell, 
Look for an auctioneer in your local area. Find all the auctions happening. Find one that looks like it fits the type of items you have and give them a ring. So how does a farmer or rancher get involved and participate in these auctions, Chris? The very first step is go to highbid.com or texas.highbid.com. And at the very top, you're going to see a register for auction. Or if you go into an auction, you'll see a big button there for register for auction. Go ahead and register for that auction. You do have to agree to terms and conditions for the auctioneer. And once again, all their contact information is there. So if you want to reach out and ask them what their shipping policies are, what their pickup times are, anything like that, it's on the site. But we definitely encourage you to reach out and actually work with our customers, auctioneers, and bid at their auctions. That's Chris Kennedy, manager of HighBid.com. Argentina's temporary ban on beef exports leaves a gap in the global markets. Michael Clements reports from Washington. Argentina recently implemented a 30-day ban on beef exports. American Farm Bureau Federation economist Michael Nevue says the ban is not uncommon for Argentina, which often uses agriculture as a political tool. They tend to do it periodically. In this case, it's targeting inflation. Inflation within the country has been reaching, in some reports, up to 50% annual inflation for this year. So this is one of their attempts to help control and curb some of the price increases that they've been seeing and keep more of that beef in country and in their mind hopefully slow down some of that food price inflation. Nevue says the move could disrupt the global beef market. Argentina is the fifth largest global beef exporter. The vast majority of their exports are going to China, and they're the second largest exporter to China after Brazil, and they make up about 22% of China's beef imports. This does have the potential to tighten already tight stocks globally when it comes to beef trade. He adds disruption may lead to more U.S. beef exports to China. U.S. prices for beef, the out is already starting to hit extremely elevated levels. Now, how much of that is being passed back to the producer is still a point of contention for some. But right now, at the very least, in terms of beef exports, it's very positive. China has already been in the U.S. market big in the last few months before this export ban. And I think that only has the potential to increase U.S. beef exports to China. Learn more on the Market Intel page at FB.org. From Washington, I'm Michael Clements for Texas Ag Today. There will soon be more opportunities to improve wildlife habitat in Texas. I'm Jessica Dolmel, and I'll have that story coming up on Texas Ag Today. And a flea and tick collar for pets is causing problems in certain animals. Texas veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more on that coming up next, right here on Texas Ag Today. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. We're keeping you informed on everything happening in Texas agriculture. 
on Texas Ag Today. There's a certain flea and tick collar out there that is causing a lot of problems. Veterinarian Dr. Bob Judd has more information. The EPA reports receiving over 75,000 reports involving Soresto collars since the collars were first introduced in 2012. The reports included 1,700 pet deaths and harm to 1,000 humans. Lanco is the manufacturer of the collars, and they report 25 million collars have been sold in the U.S., and the product has been reviewed by 80 regulatory authorities around the world, and they feel the product is safe and effective, and there is no medical or scientific basis for a recall. However, on March the 17th of this year, a U.S. House subcommittee called for Elanco to institute a temporary recall of the product. The company indicates that these reports are mostly anecdotal, with no medical or scientific proof, and that Soresto collars actually cause the problems. The company reported rate of adverse events is 0.3%, and 90% of the complaints are related to minor skin issues at the site of collar application. A veterinary toxicologist at the Pet Poison Helpline, Dr. Renee Schmidt, indicated that out of 400 calls about toxicity she received, the vast majority were due to the pets actually ingesting the collar, which certainly has nothing to do with normal use. She feels the product is safe and is comfortable with its use in animals. Another concern brought up by the company is counterfeit products. Counterfeit pet products, including flea and tick heartworm products, are a big business in this country and could be related to some of these reactions. Dr. Andrew Vada from the College of Veterinary Medicine at LSU indicates that buying your flea and tick products from your veterinarian to prevent counterfeiting is much safer than online purchasing. I'm Dr. Bob Judd. This is the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network. There will soon be more opportunities to improve wildlife habitat here in Texas. Jessica Domel has the details in today's wildlife report. There are now more opportunities for U.S. landowners to work with the U.S. Department of Agriculture on conservation and wildlife habitat enhancement activities. USDA's Conservation Reserve Program currently has a cap of 25 million acres. Currently, only 20.8 million acres are enrolled in the program. Zach Ducheneau, Farm Service Agency Administrator, says the program is growing to allow more landowners the opportunity to participate. The cap is going to increase to 27 million acres by 2023. In addition, there's another 3 million acres that are going to be exiting CRP in the next two years. So we've got a lot of room to grow the program, but a considerable amount of work to do just to maintain the enrollment. CRP is one of the largest voluntary conservation programs in the world. To encourage more people to enroll, Ducheneau says some changes have been made to the program. We're adjusting soil rental rates to enable additional flexibility for rate adjustments, including an increase in rates. And we're also increasing payments for practice incentives for continuous CRP from 20 to 50 percent, anywhere between 20 and 50 percent. We're increasing payments for water quality practice rates. One opportunity for landowners is designed to help them restore vital habitat for wildlife. It is called the State Acres for Wildlife Enhancement, or SAFE, program. Species targeted by SAFE include those listed as threatened or endangered, including the lesser prairie chicken and bobwhite quail. The program also provides habitat for deer, 
game birds, and pollinators that have significant social and economic value. Interested landowners may sign up at their local Farm Service Agency office. For the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network, I'm Jessica Domel. We did not see any market trade on Monday. All the markets were closed for the Memorial Day holiday. But we'll take a quick look back at Friday's trade coming up next. Keep it right here on Texas Ag Today. back looking at another lopsided matchup jim today we have a combine taking on a train yeah that heavy train is about a thousand times heavier than the combine no competition there right especially given that it'll take at least a mile to stop that train that's 18 football fields it's no contest every day people are injured or killed trying to beat a train at rail crossings see tracks think train this message brought to you by operation lifesaver We're giving you the market information you need on Texas Ag Today. We saw lower prices for the cattle, cotton, and grain markets on Friday heading into the Memorial Day holiday. Of course, no trade on Monday for Memorial Day, but here's a look back at how things wrapped up on Friday. We finished the last trading day of May in negative territory in the cattle complex june live cattle down 47 cents 115.87 the august down 82 at 118.60 october live cattle down 47 123.70 feeder cattle futures lower august down a dollar 50 151.35 september feeders down a dollar 30 153.52 the October down a dollar twenty-two at one fifty-five oh two. We wrapped up the cash fed cattle trade on Friday with a very light sales week. Not very many cattle sold. The price range was very wide also, anywhere from a dollar higher to three dollars lower. Cattle sold in a range of one sixteen to one twenty. Boxed beef prices mixed on Friday. Choice up six cents at three thirty oh four. Select down two dollars three oh two ten. Now let's check the auction barns. We're walking the pins with Larry Marble. When you hear auctioneer Troy sound off on a Saturday, it's time to head to Carn City. Josh and Corey Tilkey operate that auction. Josh, how did last Saturday go? Saturday morning uh, was was sure a wet one. We caught another seven inches this past week. We had 206 head of cattle and 151 sheep and goats. Let's walk the pins. Market was definitely stronger on the calves. The steers two to three weight 155 to 180. Three to fours 160 to 182. Four to five weight men 145 to 168. Five to six is 135 to 156. Six to sevens above 28 to 136. Heifer mates two to three 140 to 165. Three to fours 135 to 170. Four to five weight gals, 135 to a buck 72. Five to six is a dollar and a quarter to 145. Six to seven is a buck 12 to 135. Older bull yearlings, dollar bill to 116. Long heifer yearlings, 85 to 95. Bred cows, 875 on to 1200. Paired cattle, 1200 to 1450. Packer cows, number one grade, 62 to 78 cents. Number two yield 47 to 55. And the bulls, 88 to a dollar bill, Larry. And uh, how about sheep and goats? 
kids 25 to 50 pounds brought 120 to 175 by the head 50 to 100 180 to 280 by the head nannies stalker nannies 160 to 275 billies 260 to 400 the sheep 125 to 215 slaughtered lambs 165 to 230 and the rams 240 to 350 larry and no sale this week no sale this saturday in observance of memorial day we can unload cattle by appointment as well as haul cattle um and we do have some country cows available young cows uh in the pasture by appointment if you're interested give us a call here at at the auction 830-780-3382 or on the cell phone 830-623-2855 and the motto down there long live cowboys larry thanks josh neighbor that's it for walking the pins a production of the texas farm bureau radio network i'm your host i'm larry marble good day to you Thanks, Larry. Back over to the futures market where the grain markets gave back some of the big gains we had on Thursday. We ended up closing lower in both wheat and corn. We'll start with the corn market where July was down seven and three quarters, 656 and three quarters. September corn down 12 and a quarter, 573 and a quarter. Both hard and soft wheat giving up some of Thursday's gains on Friday. July Kansas City wheat down 13 cents, 613 and a quarter. July Chicago wheat down 12 and three quarters, 663 and a half. In the energy markets, July natural gas up three cents, 298. July crude oil down 37, 6648 a barrel. In the financial markets, we were higher on Friday. The Dow up 112 points, 34,576. The NASDAQ up 43, 13,779. The S&P up 11, 4,212. That wraps up our markets, and that wraps up this edition of Texas Ag Today. Don't forget, we'll be right back here next time to bring you all of the latest news in Texas agriculture. I'm Kerry Martin. Hope to see you then, right here on Texas Ag Today. Thanks for listening to Texas Ag Today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. For more Texas Ag news and information, check out our website at texasfarmbureau.org or tfbradio.com. Texas Ag Today is a production of the Texas Farm Bureau Radio Network.